Hey everyone, this is Dorenda Wilson. Welcome to my podcast. If you're joining for the first time, you might not know anything about me. First of all, I'm really glad you're here, and I think you're going to be glad that you tuned in because we've got a really great hot topic that I'm going to be talking about today. But in case you don't know anything about me, I'm married to Daryl. We've been married for 28 years. We have eight kids, ages 13 to 26. We have four grandkids, and we have been homeschooling for over 20 years. So if you are one of those moms who has some time for social media, I know a lot of moms don't, and I totally respect that and totally get it. But if you do, you can follow me on Instagram, at Dorinda Lee Wilson is my uh, handle there. I guess that's what they call it. Um, and on Facebook, it's just Dorinda Wilson. So pretty simple, pretty straightforward. There aren't a lot of Dorindas out there. So it should be pretty easy to find. So today, I'm going to be talking about anxiety. This is a really hot topic. And one of the reasons that I can share and have so much to share is because I have been in the thick of it lately. And I will tell more of that story a little bit later. But I encourage you all to share this podcast with other moms, uh, homeschoolers or not. This is applicable. Moms deal with, I think, an extra measure of anxiety um, as we're raising our kids and just feeling that responsibility that we shoulder in raising the next generation. I've got some great things to share with you today. So like I said, if you have friends who want to or you know, maybe need to hear uh, some encouragement regarding anxiety, homeschoolers or not, please share this podcast with them. I do have to say that I think that there is a special category of anxiety for homeschoolers. <laughs> we have our own special division, um, but we can talk about that some other time. Today, I just want to address the general subject of anxiety. Um, also want to remind you to listen to the end, uh, all the way to the end of the podcast. Um, this week, as I was struggling with anxiety myself, um, I, I turned on my phone on Spotify and I uh, was trying to listen to a specific song. And I, for some reason, this one started playing and I couldn't get it to stop playing. And I've actually had that happen before. So after a few tries, I realized, you know, maybe God just wants me to listen to this song. And I did, and it was a real encouragement. So I'm going to add that to the end of the podcast, and I'd love for you just to take a few minutes, close your eyes, and just listen to it and listen to the words. I think you're going to love it. So um, since I started my podcast several weeks ago, I've been going through my book, The Unhurried Homeschooler, chapter by chapter. And although there's elements to it that have been about homeschooling, obviously, because we were dealing with the... Uh, you know, each chapter of the book, God also brought in a lot of um, just heart things. Uh, I would call them more like devotionals that I really felt like he was strongly compelling me to share. So even if you're um, not a homeschooler or your kids aren't in school yet or whatever, um, you might want to go back and listen to some of those because um, they really, the principles there are from God's word and they apply to uh, many situations. Um, so I would love it if you go back and listen to some of those. But one of the things that I've really emphasized in all my podcasts is the focus on the importance of slowing down, of, of pausing and, and taking time to reflect and to listen for the Lord's voice. We have so many voices coming at us all the time, and we have got to be 
courageous enough to tune them out and be willing to be still before the Lord and really hear what he has to say to us. Because um, in a world that's just so chaotic, it really is our only hope. And, and there is such peace there. So I just encourage you to make sure that you are spending regular time. It doesn't have to be copious amounts of time, but just regular time, really taking that uh, a few minutes and just really listening to the Lord. If you have are able to have more time than that, I, I think that's great. For me, the more um, I do it, the more I want it. And I feel like the, the more the Lord speaks to me. So you may find yourself in that in that same situation. So one of the things that I, I've shared is we talk about how uh, slowing down is a way of loving our family and how um, when we love we don't hurry past the hard places. So as I've been going through the chapters of this book, we've been stopping and um, kind of dealing with some of the hard things along the way. Um, today, I'm going to take a break, actually, from talking about the book because I feel like the Lord is really compelling me to talk about anxiety. Like I said before, number one, because I'm dealing with it um, big time right now. And as I'm doing that, I'm just, I'm diving into his word and I'm listening and he's really sharing um, a lot of really great things with me. And, and I just felt like he was saying, you know, don't just keep this to yourself. Make sure that you are, you know, encouraging other people with the words that I'm encouraging you with. It says in the New Testament that, you know, he comforts us so that we can bring comfort to others. And I'm my prayer today is that you will feel comfort like you haven't felt in a very long time because truly our only true real comfort comes from God. That is the kind of comfort that lasts. You know, we can comfort ourselves with food. We can comfort ourselves with, you know, binge watching on Netflix, um, with alcohol. We can, we, and, but it only brings a temporary comfort. And what we're looking for is something that's going to last, something that's deep, something that's going to grow us, something that's going to count for eternity. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, um, anxiety is the theme and I don't, I'm sure you are, are all painfully aware that it is becoming an epidemic. Um, the interesting thing about it is, uh, most people who are suffering from anxiety feel like they're completely alone. Have you ever had that feeling? I have. It's, it's a lonely place to be because I think our anxieties are often very personal and it's very internal. Um, a lot of times it's chaotic in our hearts and in our minds, which is exactly what the enemy wants. He thrives in chaos. I always say that he tries to rule by chaos. He creates chaos and then he just sort of gets a foothold and it's all downhill from there. So today we're going to call out those lies and we're going to be talking about the truth of God's word. Instead of focusing on him and on the anxieties, we're going to go to God's word um, and we're going to try to unpack this in a way that gives us clarity because that's really what we need. And God brings order. He says he's a God of order. He's going to bring order into our lives, I believe, through his word today. The thing you need to understand is that you're not alone. I don't know. I mean, I have met a lot of moms over the years, right? I've been a mom for over 26 years, and I've met a lot of moms. And I don't know that I can name one single mom that I've ever known that has not struggled with anxiety, either seasonally or ongoing. 
it's real. The struggle is real. So I'm going to share a little bit of my story about a few different times in my life when I was really anxious and had some kind of what the physical ramifications were for it. So you can maybe you can relate to some of this. You know, all I can do is just share my own experience and my own story. Everyone has their own story. You might be able to relate to some of it and not to other parts, but um, I think there will be some relatable aspects along the way and you'll be able to identify hopefully your own anxieties and really hone in on them and let the Lord transform them and um, bring peace. So we're going to talk about that more a little bit later. So after our fourth child was born, I had some, I don't know what the deal was. I think we had, we were having some really um, difficult financial uh, things going on. Um, We weren't doing well financially. Um, I had four kids. I think they were all under six and I was um, a little overwhelmed and Um, I started just not, it started with just not sleeping well at night. I would lay in bed and sometimes I would start to just have a panic attack, you know, and I didn't even know what it was, but I thought I was dying or something and um, explained it to my husband and, and he, you know, helped me recognize that it was a panic attack. And so I knew that it was probably, you know, just coming from sleep deprivation and maybe some other things. So I really tried to walk that out as, as best I could, um, I, it was hard. It was hard. It was a good couple of months of sleep deprivation. You know, looking back, I probably, if I had to do it over again, I might've gone in and got, gotten something to help me sleep. I don't know. Um, but at that point in time, I chose to just walk through it, but it was, um, that was probably my first real big, um, battle with anxiety. And eventually the Lord, you know, I, I started sleeping better and just, I don't even remember how it all played out, but God did level things out and I was good. Um, you know, I, I don't think it was, um, postpartum depression because our baby was three or four months old at the time and he was actually a really good sleeper. So I don't know what was going on. Hormone flux. And this is the thing. Um, there can be, there's can be so many, causes for anxiety. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on. So that was one of my first experiences with it. Another experience I had was when we had seven small children, they were two to 11 and we made a move across the state, but we did it sort of going down to California first. And I won't go into all the details as to why, but a lot of things happened um, some relationships went uh, awry, and um, it was very, very hard on me emotionally. But we came back um, up to Washington and settled on the other side of the state, um, moved out in the country, and uh, moved a couple of times in a couple of months because we were in a rental, and then we moved into another house um, permanently that needed work. And I mean, the list goes on of of what all played into this. Um, Again, there were relationships that were not, they were close family relationships that weren't doing well. Our marriage was fine. Our kids were fine, but they were some extended family relationships that we were, that I was, they were really struggling and suffering and, you know, just kind of on the verge of losing and loss. And I just, I couldn't take it all. I was just so 
exhausted all the time and I was trying to deal with our our you know seven kids and just was trying really hard to keep things as simple as possible um, but I would literally lay in bed to try to rest and if one of my kids walked in the room I would have like an electric shock that went up the back of my neck and I was thinking to myself something is not right here <laughs> and um, so I'm just kind of explaining to you some of the feelings, the physical ramifications that I had from anxiety. And eventually I did go to the doctor and I got an antidepressant and I took it for a a fairly short time, just several months to just kind of help get me through that transitional time. And so I want to stop here and and talk a little bit about that. I am a health, uh, kind of a little bit of a health nut, not maybe not so much anymore because I'm getting older and I'm realizing that that can be an obsession and I need to be careful not to make that a God in my life. But I've really tried to fix healthy meals for our family and keep myself in, in, you know, good health. And so I've been, um, pretty adamant about not going on, you know, medication too quickly, but I will say that that is a very personal decision. It is between you and your husband and the Lord and, um, he, God can show you if that's something that you need and something you maybe need to do temporarily or whatever to get through a difficult time. So please know there is no condemnation here. If that's something you need, I would pray diligently through it first, just to make sure that that's what God has for you and then move forward and, um, and don't feel under condemnation for that but also don't make it the first thing that you run to. We need to run to, to the Lord first for wisdom. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And it's surprised me sometimes what he's shown me when I've asked him first what's going on. And again, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So one of the things that happens, and I think some of you are probably familiar with adrenal fatigue, um, there's a physical aspect to being under stress for a long period of time. It can even be Um, exciting stress. For instance, um, this move across the country that um, we just did has been fantastic. We knew God wanted us to do it. We have um, really been uh, busy getting that uh, house that we were redoing renovated and, and um, and it's going well. But I realized several weeks ago that my body was starting to come down from that because what goes up must come down. It's sort of like the law of gravity. And so um, I think a lot of us do experience adrenal fatigue. Um, it's, it's a burnout. Uh, we're tired a lot, sleep deprived. It can happen when we're sleep deprived, you know, after a baby. Um, any big life event, having a baby, loss of relationship, um, uh, something going on with your health, a death, a move, a job change. And all of that um, takes its toll on our bodies. And this is why it's really important for us to take care of ourselves. Again, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But what I'm trying to get across to you is that not to minimize um, some of the things in our lives that 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 um, might be draining us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And we need refreshment. God has made us to need refreshment. And this is one of the things that I love about keeping the Sabbath. Um, When I keep Sundays a day where, you know, we go to church and I I do typically fix a a big meal, um, sometimes that means I buy lasagna at Costco because I want to have the big meal with the family, but I don't have it in me to be that prepared to cook for that many people because we have a pretty big family <laughs> or we go out to eat. 
But I really love having everyone around the dining room table at home on Sundays so we can really have good conversation and that kind of thing. So um, other than that, I really try to keep Sundays a day where there just aren't any expectations. I can rest if I want to. I can catch up on some reading if I want to. Whatever sounds good to me that day. God ordained a, a rest day and he never changed that particular command, you know, uh, when Jesus came and he, uh, you know, the old covenant was passed away and now there's a new covenant. But I, I believe, and from what I'm reading in scripture, he really still wants us to keep that Sabbath day, not in a religious legalistic type of way, but in a, what does the scripture say? It says that, um, Man wasn't made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. So it's to be your servant, not your master, if that makes sense. So I think that's one of the keys to recalibrating every week is making sure that you have that Sunday rest. So let's go ahead and start talking about anxiety, um, how it feels, what it looks like, and what God says about it. Anxiety often brings with it a paralyzing fear of what if. Um, I know that I've had a lot of those things floating around in the back of my head and um, it's it's been very challenging and the Lord's been speaking to me and uh, showing me step by step, just little by little, what I can be doing and I'll share that with you a little bit later. But let's talk about what God says about anxiety. Okay, we, we all pretty much have heard uh, Matthew 6, 25 to 34. He says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I love that because, as my friend Jana used to always say, let's not borrow trouble. And isn't that one of the things that causes so much anxiety for us is that we're, we're looking ahead, constantly trying to grab for the grace from another day when God's not going to give us that grace until we get there. And I am notorious for this. Like, I'm the queen of this. So, you know, trust me when I say it goes way, way better when I take one day at a time, sometimes one hour at a time, one minute at a time. And this is a huge thing for me. This has been um, one of the things that has helped is just to engage in the moment that I'm in. And I remember when the kids were little and I would be struggling with anxiety and, uh, you know, 
So a lot of times it was sleep deprivation because I was nursing, getting up with a nursing baby, but it was there nonetheless. I had to deal with it. And so it was very real and it was uh, kind of dominating, you know, in my heart and my mind and my feelings just seemed to be trying to run me. And I remember when I would stop and just enjoy um, preparing a plate of food for one of my kids or uh, reading them a story or tying their shoes, just doing the simplest little task and just be thinking to myself how much I love this child and just that I'm tying their shoes and look how cute their little feet are. And those kinds of things were so little and small, but they were really helpful along the way. And and they were just they just reminded me of um, the moment that I was in. And I think it's just, I think the enemy wants to, I know the enemy wants to rob us of those moments. And we need to be wise to him and realize that God has the next moment. He's already there. We can safely enjoy the moment that we're in and know that when we get to the next one, he's going to be right there with us and right there beside us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. So another scripture that I want to share with you is Philippians 4, 4 to 7. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all people. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So those are just a couple of passages that talk about what God has to say about anxiety. And that verse that I just read you, Philippians 4, 4 through 7, will be a key verse that we're going to end up going back to at the end. But as we're reading this and we're listening to this, um, what I find interesting, because I'm probably because I'm a type A personality, is that I read that and sometimes I feel guilty for feeling anxious, right? Then I'm anxious about being anxious and it just snowballs from there. Um, that Clearly there's a problem there. <coughs> Excuse me. Clearly there's a problem there. Here's the rub. <coughs> we know that God tells us that we don't need to be anxious and that, and that can feel like instant defeat, right? Sorry, I had to get a drink of water. So God tells us not to be anxious, and yet we feel anxious about being anxious and, and more anxious and anxious and anxious and anxious. And oh my goodness, all of a sudden we're feeling like, I can't do this. I'm totally overwhelmed by my anxiety, right? And this scripture here doesn't seem to be helping. <laughs> so we want to unpack this and, and read it um, for the truth that it is. So hang on here, and we're going to keep uh, moving forward. Clearly, God says, right, that we shouldn't be anxious. Okay, but I want you to listen carefully. He says that we shouldn't be anxious. Notice he didn't say we shouldn't feel anxious. Hmm, think about that for a minute. I truly believe that feelings are not wrong. They are not sinful. It is what we do with those feelings. So there's where the crux happens. That's where the shift happens, and that's where we um, can move forward in obedience, knowing that the feelings of anxiety are not wrong. But we don't want to stay there. We don't want to be anxious. 
B, being, um, can you tell just even by listening to that word, it's like just staying there, landing there, existing there. That's not where God wants us to stay. So it's not wrong for us to have the feelings of anxiety, but it's what we're going to do with them that's going to make all the difference in the world. Years ago, uh, my husband and I, I think it was in our, well, we, we did two different uh, Gary Smalley series. One was a premarital counseling one, and the other one was a marriage one when um, I think we were married maybe, I don't know, seven or eight years, and we did this with a, a, a bunch of other couples, and just it was fantastic. But one of the takeaways from that, and I had several actually from that one, one of the takeaways was what he said about feelings. He said, uh, feelings are like a light on the dashboard of life. So, you know, you're, you're trucking down the road in your car and, and all of a sudden a light goes on on your dashboard. And that's telling you something's not right. There's a little warning there. So what do we do or what should we do? Well, typically we, next chance we get, we get under the hood or have someone else get under the hood and we find out what's going on. Sometimes it's just, uh, you know, the light just happened to go on or it's a little, you know, there's a little corrosion on the battery. So the battery light came on and basically it just needs a little bit of cleaning and you're good to go, right? Other times there's a major thing going on. So feelings are what get our attention. But feelings can lie to us. And the enemy can use them against us. It is so important to know the word of God and know our God. So let's talk a little bit more about these feelings. They do lie to us. And the enemy, he uses our flesh sometimes to get to us. And I truly believe, especially with women, he uses feelings to mess us up and mess with our minds. And so Paul says that in the New Testament that he... Uh, he used the word beat his body into subjection. And what he's saying there is that his body um, needed to come under and yield to the truth of God's word. And so we need to do the same thing with our feelings. We need to take those feelings and we need to look at them through the grid of God's word and we need to make them yield to the truth, okay? Um so I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. This, this isn't going to be about arguing with anxiety. This is um, about something different, and, and I will get to that a little bit further in the podcast. So we know that feelings can lie to us and how important it is to know the Word of God and to know our God. So we have to start by asking ourselves the right question. Where's my anxiety coming from? The best thing we can do is bring it to the Lord and ask him to show us where is this coming from? Because he is so faithful. He says in James that if we need wisdom, he is going to give it to us. We need to believe that he's going to give it to us and not doubt. And it's ours. It is ours for the taking. So take, take yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, this is what's going on. Please show me where this anxiety is coming from. So one of the things that we need to ask ourselves along with that is are we and we can pray we can pray about this with the lord are we inviting stress into our lives and causing our own anxiety my husband calls it self-induced turbulence <laughs> how many of us have felt that um women i think are notorious for it guys they just go to their boxes right 
not us. We're just, we're running from box to box and all the boxes are intertwining. And I guess it's more like spaghetti from what I'm hearing. And that's certainly what it feels like. Everything connects for us. And this is why it's so important for us to be slowing our hearts down and listening and asking the Lord for wisdom to be able to dissect what's going on and and, uh, separate things out and bring order to it again. So are we inviting stress into our lives and causing our own anxiety? Proverbs 14, 8 says, The wise man looks ahead. The fool attempts to fool himself and won't face facts. That's pretty hardcore, isn't it? So we need to be willing to ask God to show us if our anxiety is actually natural consequences for not being disciplined. Hmm. Now, another warning here, because I'm a type A, I know exactly where all you type A's are going with this. We will take this to a whole new level of guilt. Oh, we're not doing everything perfectly. Oh, we could tweak this. We could tweak that. And the truth is that maybe, just maybe, our discipline is about resting in Him and not about thinking, well, if I could just get myself a little more organized and get on top of it, then I wouldn't be feeling this way. But guess what? That's me figuring it out. That's me using my own wisdom. And remember in the other podcast, we talked about going to Egypt, to the world for wisdom. What does the world do? They depend on themselves. They're completely self-reliant. And you can see where it's getting them, right? That's not who we are. We belong to Christ. We live a whole different type of life, or we should be. So we take this to the Lord and we let him work on us. We let him transform this part of our lives. So you type A's, don't go there. Um, So let's talk about some of the things that uh, may cause some of those natural consequences. So let's talk about overscheduling, right? How many of us tend to do that? I, my grandpa used to call it getting too many irons in the fire, and I'm notorious for that. I have to say I'm getting better at it as I get older because um, I do not have the energy to power through like I used to. <laughs> I could power through a lot. And um, it's just not really there anymore. And I think part of it is I'm realizing that that's what I'm doing and that's not what I want to do. I want to be yielded to the Spirit and yielded to what God has for me and for my family. So let's talk about some of these things. Routine. Um, for me, routine is very important. If I am, if my routine has been whacked out for too long, it's really important for me to get it back. And the thing that I find interesting is that my kids really do better with that too. It doesn't have to be hardcore scheduling, just a, a loose, you know, uh, I call it a routine with fle- with flexibility and margin in between. I think one of the important things is for us, for our family, has been getting meals on time, having meals about the same time every day, having meals that are um, actually nutritious and uh, give us our bodies what they need. Um, order in the home. You know, if if my house is chaotic, I cannot, I don't function well. And I do start to get anxious. And sometimes I just go, you know, I think that I could think a lot clearer if we could just get some of this stuff picked up and I would just stop what the kids are doing, schoolwork or whatever, and say, guys, five minutes, we're going to take five minutes and we're going to clean up this joint, you know, and and just do a 10 minute tidy. Um, That was one of the things that helped a lot. Also, Uh, disciplining the kids. Now, 
when I quit enjoying my kids is usually, I, I have found, is when I have allowed them to step outside of the boundaries that are normally in place for them. I've let them push me too far. I've let them be disrespectful to me. Um, I've let uh, allowed them to do, uh, you know, not maybe finish their chores like they're supposed to. And um, the list goes on. So you can fill in the blank, but you know what the boundaries are in your home that you function the best in. And I think it's important for us to make sure that uh, we're checking on that regularly. God does allow those warning lights, uh, those feelings to come. And those are a warning light. They're not always deep rooted. Sometimes they're circumstantial. You know, we just need to like I said, get this house cleaned up. And uh, also asking for help. Okay, can I just say, I stunk at this. I still struggle with it. I have the hardest time asking people for help, asking my husband for help, asking my kids for help, asking, you know, asking anybody for help. And I, I, I won't even go into all the reasons why, but I'm pretty sure it's rooted in pride. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, be willing to ask for help if you need it. Also, are we nurturing our marriages? Because when there's tension in our relationship with our husbands, we carry that with us. It's like a weight that we carry every day. And, um, and I think if we tend to our marriages regularly, not only do we not carry that burden, we also, uh, it helps us share the load of parenting, share the load of this life together. You know, uh, God talks about in his word about, um, a, you know, when, when uh, better for two people to be walking because if one falls down, the other one can help him up. And that's what our marriages need to look, look like. We're, we're a team. We work together. We ask each other for help and we're willing to help each other out. He also said a cord of, of three strands is not quickly broken. So I know that when I take the time to pray with my husband, which, by the way, I haven't been very good about lately, so this is a good reminder, um, that also seems to lessen my anxiety. I ask my husband to pray for me for very specific things sometimes. And just, you know, hey, I'm really struggling with this. I'm, I'm feeling anxious a lot. And here's the other thing. I talk to my husband and ask him, do you see anything that I'm doing that I could maybe do differently that's causing me more anxiety than it should? <laughs> and you know, I found that often my husband will have a very simple, easy response to that. Sometimes he doesn't, but when he does, I, I always feel like it, it is a load lifted. He'll, he'll give me just a simple solution. He'll just say, for instance, I was so frustrated with our boys several years ago. I was trying to stay on top of them and I was just, you know, you know, momming them all the time and, you know, I was being a mom. That's what I do, right? But my husband pointed out that I use too many words. So I've got five boys and I'm telling you, they shut down after a certain amount of time of me talking. And so it was a real challenge to me when he said it, I re there was just this, it, just really agreed with my spirit and I realized he was totally right. So I went back home and I really worked on thinking before I spoke so that I would condense all my words to as few as possible. And that was amazing. That was like life changing. <laughs> so ask your husband if he sees anything. The other thing we need to ask ourselves is, are we taking care of ourselves? 
ourselves, our bodies, our minds, our spirits. Now, we live in a world that pampers itself and babies itself and it's self, 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 self. So this is not what I'm talking about. I am talking about the fact that your temp- your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God created you. Your creator wants you to take care of what he created. He loves you. He wants to nurture you. He wants you to be refreshed. He wants you to be replenished. Yes, he's going to call you to hard things, but he's also going to bring you refreshment. If you bring if you read Psalm 23, That is one of my favorite psalms, and I think I may have read it in the last podcast, but he talks about what a loving shepherd he is, that he leads us beside quiet waters, and he restores our soul. So this is something God wants to do. So I'm thinking to myself, if he loves me enough that he wants that for me, shouldn't I want that for myself, right? I remember a while back... um, God spoke so clearly to me. He said, Dorinda, you need to be more tender with yourself because I'm tender with you. Oh my goodness. I tell you, that was life-changing. I realized every time I think about that, and I know it was him speaking to me, it was like he was saying how much he loves me and how he is ready to walk with me, to nourish me, to give me everything I need. I don't have to try to grab it all for myself. I don't have to try to do it all. I just need to walk with him and let him shepherd me through this process, shepherd me through the parenting that I'm doing, homeschooling if I'm homeschooling, shepherd me through my marriage, shepherd me through these anxi- uh, through these anxieties that I'm feeling. That's what he wants to do. So are we taking care of ourselves? Are we getting good food, good sleep? Are we getting time to refresh? Are we have, are we, you know, being somewhat physical act, physically active? I'm not saying you got to go out and run a marathon. I'm saying take a walk. It doesn't even have to be fast. Just something to clear your mind and uh, give you some time to just reflect and just have your own thoughts, right? Um, Are you getting time with God? I know it's hard as moms to sometimes to find that time, but I'm telling you, it is worth it. It is so worth it. And God can, he will take the amount of time that you can give him and he will multiply it. He will bless it beyond words. I love the story of the loaves and the fishes. God takes what little we have to offer and he makes it enough. And yet the more I'm with him, the more I want to be with him. Because there's just this great exchange that goes on and it's it can become just a lifeline and it should be our lifeline. So make sure that you're getting some time with him. Can I just say that often I will wake up in the mornings and the first thing I do is just start praying while I'm laying there because nobody knows I'm awake, right? <laughs> they can't ask me for anything. They still think I'm sleeping. Even my husband thinks I'm sleeping. So I'm laying there and I'm just sort of, you know, kind of taking account of where my heart is that morning. This morning, I was anxious. This morning, I was feeling out of sorts. And as I was laying there praying, the Lord told me to go into the kitchen, get some orange juice, and put, I have this pumpkin seed protein powder, and throw some pumpkin powder in there and get some protein in my body right away, and then go back and lay down for a while and finish praying. So I did that. Guess what? 
my mornings, now my mornings have not been going well because I think I've got some adrenal fatigue and I'm kind of recovering from this whole move thing. Mornings are hard for me. But this really took the edge off. And because I laid there and just waited on the Lord for those few minutes, he spoke to my heart and he showed me what to do. So make sure that you're taking care of yourself, okay? Now here's a biggie. Right. If you're if you're doing a pretty good job on all those things, great. I know I know they can be challenging and they can be tough, and God understands that and He's gracious. He understands we're dust and He can provide, you know, and cover the areas where we're weak. But I still think we're responsible to do the best we can and then trust Him with the rest. Let's talk about stress management. Okay. Now this obviously probably could be a whole nother podcast, but to me, what stress management is, is not us trying to control everything because that's what the world makes it look like, right? Stress management, you must control everything. You tell your husband, I'm going to the gym, you stay with the kids and, you know, and don't look back. No, that's, that's not what that's about. Okay. That's just us controlling everything and trying to, trying to make uh, what we think is the perfect scenario and will help us not feel anxious anymore. And the truth is that God is the one that knows the best because our the seasons of our life change, we change, our hormones change, our family changes. All these things are constantly fluid. So we need to go to God, to our creator, who can tell us how best to steward our time and energy because that's what we are. God's given us a certain amount of time every day and a certain amount of energy every day. And it's our job to stay in tune with that and to ask the Lord for wisdom as to how to steward that. So I think you might remember in the last podcast, I shared something that the Lord had had shared with me. God isn't obligated to bless anything that he hasn't called us to do. So if he hasn't given you the energy to do something that day, and it's clear that he's not, we need to rest in that. We need to be okay with it and be content with it. In uh, Psalms, I think it's Psalm 16, David talks about the boundary lines. He says, The boundary lines for, have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Wow. So he's saying God has put these boundaries on me and he's respecting those boundaries and he's thankful for those boundaries and he's content within those boundaries. And just a little side note for uh, you homeschooling moms, remember this when it comes to homeschooling. Homeschool, homeschool, you need to homeschool from where you are living. So these boundaries that God has put on you, homeschool from within those boundaries and trust him. For the rest, just because you can't step outside those boundaries and, you know, uh, play an instrument and be able to teach your kids and get your kids all musical, that's okay. You know, that's okay. Look for and ask God to give you wisdom as to where He has set the boundaries in your life. Okay, so we need to be willing to ask the question that we asked earlier about. Um, whether or not our stress and anxiety is coming from, uh, you know, that we're causing our own anxiety. And, uh, and it's really just the result, kind of the natural consequences for not planning ahead, not looking ahead. Um, so we need to be willing to ask that question, but we also 
don't need to let the enemy put us under condemnation. We can receive God's gracious correction um, because this is our tendency. I know I've watched my kids do this and I tend to do this. I either go into self-pity or I go into pride mode, um, into, uh, you know, resistance mode, right? I'm either rebelling or I'm feeling sorry for myself. Guess what? Both of those come from the same sinful uh, sinful heart. They come from our flesh and they're, they're rooted in pride. So let's not do that. Let's just say, Lord, I am going to yield to your correction in my life. So our anxieties can have nothing to do with the disciplines or things uh, being out of order in our homes. There can be a host of other things. Um, I want to share some of those from my from my life and my own experience, but um, I'm going to have to share them in the next podcast because this one is going to be way too long. So I want to just uh, take some time right now to pray with you and challenge you to ask yourself, um, not just ask yourself, but ask the Lord, are the anxieties that I'm experiencing Um, caused by natural consequences? Is there an area of my life where I'm not, uh, where I need to be more disciplined? And again, God is gracious. He's not expecting perfection. I think, you know, I tell my husband all the time, we're not expecting perfection, just improvement, right? God's going to bless the efforts that you make. He meets you where you're at. So ask him and be willing to receive that correction from him. Ask your husband, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with this this kind of anxiety, can you, can, can you maybe give me some insight? Or at the very least, could you maybe pray for me? You know, just maybe he doesn't have insight and I don't want to, you know, put him in the hot seat and say, hey, babe, you got to give me some, some hot tips now. <laughs> but just say, hey, you know, if you could just think about it, pray about it and get back to me. Let me know if you think there's uh, something I could be do- doing differently. Include him in that. And that'll be good for your marriage and good for your relationship as well. So I just want to challenge you to take the time to do that this week. And next week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you, uh, we're going to move into those anxieties that don't have um, really a lot to do with disciplines. Um, but they just are part of life on this earth um, So I'm excited to share some of that with you. But right now, let's just stop and pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, God. We thank you for your kindness and your goodness to us. We thank you for loving us beyond measure. God, thank you for your word that has the truth, Lord. All truth contained in your word. We have it in our hands, Lord. Help us to be faithful to go to it. And Lord, we invite you by your spirit to reveal yourself to us in your word. And by your spirit, Lord, speak to our hearts, Lord. Show us. Show us what you have for us. Show us um, your promises, Lord. All your promises are yes and amen. Father, help us to get our eyes off of our anxieties, to get our eyes focused on you and on your promises, Lord. Speak to us this week. Show us your gentle correction. Give us your wisdom, God. I pray your peace would fill every household, God, every person who's listening, every woman who's listening, God. I pray your peace over their household, God. I pray that they would be faithful to pray that as well over their household. And I ask that you would bless them this week beyond measure. Thank you so much for these women. Thank you for these women who are doing this amazing, important 
um, just incredible work of raising up the next generation. Lord, remind them of how important this task is that you've put in front of them, but also remind them that you're going to shepherd them through it, God. Make yourself known to them in a very real and powerful way this week, God. We just praise you and thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a hold of